Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So let's briefly talk about what's going on in the hospital and the medications and the interventions that they're doing. If you have COVID, you get into the hospital. One of their favorite drugs is remdesivir. We know 71 to 75% of people who receive this drug have a lot of side effects. And most patients, you have to stop that medication because of liver damage, kidney damage, and death. The other thing that they're doing is putting people on a ventilator. We know that 45% of people who are put on a ventilator will end up dying, and that number rises to a staggering 85% if you're elderly. So what are your options? Well, first of all, what you wanna do is do everything you can at home to boost your immune system. You need zinc, you need vitamin C, you need vitamin D. If you get COVID, you wanna take aspirin because we know there's a lot of clotting and the aspirin can help with that. You need good antioxidants, glutathione, NAC, things like that. Now, if you do have COVID, you want to continue with all those things, but you also want to come to AFLDS.org, get a doctor who can treat you with cheap, effective medications such as ivermectin, such as hydroxychloroquine. They may or may not add another antibiotic, maybe give you some steroids or something like that. Or if you're fortunate enough and you live in an area where you have a local doctor who can treat you, that's good too. But do everything you can, please, to stay out of the hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So amidst the mandate to vaccinate kids, there are three things every parent must know. Number one, injecting your child is irreversible. So essentially what happens, your child gets the shots, their body makes a lot of spike proteins, and those spike proteins are damaging to a lot of the internal organs. The heart, for example, that can lead to myocarditis, which will have long-lasting effects on their health and their quality of life. Also, the brain and the nervous system where you can get a debilitating disease known as Guillain-Barre and also on their reproductive system. Once that damage takes place, there's nothing that we know of right now that can reverse it. Number two, these have not been tested in kids. We don't know that they're safe and effective. It typically will take five to 10 years to develop something, test it, make sure it's effective, make sure it's safe. Is it safe? Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. It's so safe you wouldn't believe it. When you line up your child to get injected, you're basically enrolling them in a clinical trial. And number three, the reason they're telling you to vaccinate your kids is a lie. Your kid presents no health risk to you or to their grandparents. In general, with vaccines, when you get vaccinated, the person who's vaccinated is the one who's protected. They don't protect anyone else. Now here's the question you need to ask yourself. If something bad happens to your child from these shots, you're gonna need to live with the consequences. Are you going to be able to look your child in the eye and say, this is my fault. You have a responsibility to protect your children. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash.
Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So let's talk about the top six reasons not to get a booster. Number one, these are not vaccines. Vaccines prevent infection and transmission. They've already admitted that these shots don't do that. What you do get is blood clots and potentially myocarditis. Number two, true vaccines take five to 10 years to develop, test, and get the proper approval. Number three, you're gonna need boosters, probably every six months right now, but the UK is actually entertaining doing them every three months. Four, you're more susceptible to antibody-dependent enhancement. What that means is every time you get a shot, you get more inflammation in your body, you rev up the immune system, and you can have some terrible side effects from that. That'll probably be developed the more shots that you get. Number five, the CDC keeps changing what the vaccines do, how they work, how long they're good for, what viruses they work on. And number six, the dominant variant right now is Omicron. And Fauci has already said that the shots do not work against Omicron. So why in the world would you want to get a booster? This is not a good decision in the short term and certainly not for your long-term health. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the latest Frontline Flash. We have a breaking report on a powerful movement of human resolve to reject tyranny, specifically, of course, medical mandates. Despite the current obsession with vaccines, vaccines aren't actually the issue. Liberty and scientific integrity is. A very broad coalition of citizens from all backgrounds and political persuasions have united to form a march for freedom called Defeat the Mandates. America's Frontline Doctors has been leading this battle from the very beginning, demanding transparency from our leaders and accuracy from our experts, and always holding allegiance to the Constitution and inalienable human rights. Several AFLDS doctors have joined the march as speakers, advocating for the defense of civil liberties. Joining us now on the ground in Washington, D.C., is Dr. Ryan Cole, the medical director at AFLDS, and Dr. Christina Parks, the science editor at AFLDS. Folks, thank you so much for joining us and tell us what's going on right now on the ground there in Washington. We're here with hundreds of thousands of fantastic, reading-loving people that know mandates are not necessary that this pandemic is ending. We're, we're dealing with a common cold Omicron now and uh, we're here fighting for freedom. We're here speaking truth, we're speaking science, and we're listening to people, beautiful people of all walks of life, all political parties, all ethnicities, all colors, all religions, here knowing that we are part of the human condition and we will never comply to mandates. And uh, I just wow. announced that we're forming a vaccine injury treatment alliance of doctors and scientists. We met first uh, yesterday. It was an amazing meeting and um, we're gonna be going forth bringing more scientists, more doctors. So if you're interested, let me know. And, uh, and we're going to, we're gonna, we're gonna help people. Incredible. Doctors, thank you so much for your valuable input. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues coming soon on the next Frontline Flash.
Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the latest Frontline Flash. A breaking update on the lawsuit that AFLDS filed against Jim Crow de Blasio. You're saying I could get this? The delicious fries? That's the recent mayor of New York City who instituted the Key to NYC program, which unlocked a return to Jim Crow era segregation against law-abiding citizens who choose to decline an experimental injection. On its face, this is medical discrimination, but it turns out de Blasio's program, which is dishonest politicians speak for a tyrannical mandate, is also explicitly racial in its discrimination. That's because over three quarters of young black residents in NYC at the time remained unwilling to take a shot that doesn't even prevent acquisition or transmission. The judge presiding over the case decided these equality concerns were indeed significant. And so on January 11th, AFLDS attorney Sheldon Karasik provided oral arguments in court to support the legal complaint. He pointed out that access to public places based on discrimination violates existing New York law, even if a pandemic exists. And this mandate is unlawful because it has a disparate impact on black people rendering those who choose not to take the injection second-class citizens. As Attorney Karasik argued before Judge Rivera, the government's own study concedes that blacks are adversely and disproportionately impacted. He cited the state's study from 2021, which found that 50% of black residents, as compared to only 32% of whites, were, quote, very concerned about the shot. And blacks were almost twice as likely to be, quote, very concerned about missing work due to side effects. Karasik drove home the point that blacks are locked out of society with this mandate. And he asked the judge an excellent question, quote, if the vaccine works, then why do we have to exclude the unvaccinated? What threat are they? And if the vaccine doesn't work, then why is the state forcing it? I hope somebody actually answers that question. For now, we wait to see if the judge will actually follow the law and the science, both of which render discrimination absolutely unacceptable. If this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues. Coming soon on the next Frontline Flash. Did Fauci fund illegal and dangerous gain-of-function research and then lie about it? Hello, fact-finders and truth-seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the Frontline Flash Weekend Edition as we dig deeper into the headlines and the headaches of recent events. They often say the trouble with lies is there's so many details to remember. This week has revealed a lot of details that just don't seem to be adding up. First up is the Lord of the Lies himself, the omnipresent Anthony Fauci, once again exposed as a continual contradiction, this time by a shockwave story reported by Frontline News and many other outlets, all buzzing about a damning video from Project Veritas. Journalist James O'Keefe and his team have discovered previously unrevealed documents regarding the origins of the Chinese coronavirus, gain-of-function research, vaccines, the suppression of alternative treatments, and government efforts to conceal all of it. The documents in question stem from a report at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known as DARPA, and they were hidden in a top-secret hard drive. DARPA is an agency under the U.S. Department of Defense in charge of facilitating research and technology with potential military applications. One of the documents is a letter to the Inspector General of the DOD, written by U.S. Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, a DARPA researcher. The letter says that SARS-CoV-2 is American-created, developed by an EcoHealth Alliance program at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, as suggested by widespread reporting you've no doubt heard about lab leak hypothesis. The letter further shows the details of the program have been concealed since the pandemic began. Those details can be found in the EcoHealth Alliance proposal response, which they sent to DARPA in March of 2018. 
Project Veritas video shows a clip where former DARPA chief Dr. Stephen Walker said that DARPA had set up a biotechnology office some years ago whose aim was to engineer microorganisms that, quote, do what you want them to do, end quote. Because that isn't sinister. Murphy's letter also states that EcoHealth Alliance approached DARPA in 2018 seeking taxpayer money to conduct gain-of-function research of coronaviruses. Their proposal, named Project Diffuse, was rejected by DARPA because they said it was too dangerous, and they were concerned it would violate the gain-of-function research moratorium. <laughs> Turns out the US government put a freeze on this type of genetically engineering superviruses a long time ago because it's dangerous. But according to the documents, the NIAID, directed by Fauci, ignored the rejection and went ahead with the research, both in Wuhan and at several sites across the US. Murphy's letter also states that key treatments like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and interferons were actively suppressed. Now, Fauci has repeatedly maintained, under oath, that the NIH and NIAID have not been involved in gain-of-function research with the EcoHealth Alliance program. But this DARPA report outlines precisely why the Project Diffuse proposal was rejected, and they absolutely classified the research as gain-of-function. So what this does add up to is, someone is lying. Fauci stated directly to Congress in May, quote, the NIH has not ever, and does not now, fund gain-of-function research, end quote. But in October, the NIH contradicted that. Fauci is the NIH, so the contradictions continue. And here's another. EcoHealth Alliance is headed by Peter Dajak, one of the first and foremost scientists who vocally dismissed the lab leak theories. He published a very widely publicized letter in The Lancet at the beginning of the pandemic to dismiss all such claims of lab leak. Interestingly, Dajak was also part of a Lancet team commissioned by the WHO to investigate the Wuhan lab and study the origins of SARS-CoV-2. Later, when Dajak's old statements and videos emerged showing him admitting that his EcoHealth Alliance is indeed involved in the gain-of-function research at Wuhan, Dajak was suddenly dropped from the investigation. Oh, and did you know that Fauci has previously suggested that gain-of-function experiments are worth the risk of a pandemic? Somehow these apparent conflicts of interest have not been addressed by the WHO or the respective governments of the US and China. And while they keep insisting that a lab leak is a wild conspiracy theory, their mounting contradictions are leaking faster than they can lie to cover the holes. Fauci and friends appear to be the lords of a rapidly sinking ship. Stay tuned to Frontline News and follow The Flash on social media. It takes all of us together to break through censorship and share vital information in pursuit of the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues, and it's coming soon on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the latest Frontline Flash. Now, it seems like all we hear about today are mandates and executive orders and compliance, but what about our rights as American citizens? Today, we are joined by AFLDS attorney Colton Boyles to get some legal perspective on this. Colton, thanks for joining The Flash. Great to be here with you today, John Strand. Right. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us, what can citizens do in their own world, taking their own action to protect their rights? Well, they're calling doctors quacks, so maybe they should go find themselves a nice silk-suited attorney. <laughs> sue, sue, sue. Make every moment of their lives as miserable as possible. File complaints with the Attorney General for discrimination and harassment. Hmm. The Human Rights Act 
complaints, EEOC, retaliation, harassment, if they're governmental entities, and there's a whole host of other things you can do, like public records acts, you can void their votes, you can show up, you can get elected, you can use hospital district statutes and start your own clinic. I mean, wow. we could really take the power back. There's a whole lot of action uh, available here, it sounds like. Absolutely. It's scary how much power we have that we're not exerting right now. The people need to stand up, boots on the ground, get organized, and go crush it. That's the word. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues coming soon on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the latest Frontline Flash. The recent pressure to push vaccines, it is extremely intense. And since when have we bullied and bribed people into taking a drug against their will? This seems to be more of a religion than a pursuit of science. And in fact, America's Frontline Doctors has been tirelessly traveling the country on the Uncensored Truth Tour, with founder Dr. Simone Gold delivering a message titled, The Religion of Public Health. We're seeing people lose their jobs and their families, all because of these medical mandates. And despite a lot of conflicting information or lack thereof, so many seem hellbent on forcing everyone to comply with these injections. Where does this religious fervor come from to force other people to lose sovereignty over their own body? Uh, to robotically recite a script of science and yet refuse to openly discuss the data and the damage that's happening to real people in the real world. Webster's Dictionary defines science as the study of the natural world based on facts learned through experiments and observation. So let's check some basic facts related to the current crisis, like overall survivability of the virus. It's 99.7% for the CDC, and that's without treatment. Early treatment is safe and affordable, and it brings that survival rate to almost 100. The facts also include documented harms reported directly after receiving the jab, over 16,000 deaths in the US alone. This effort to inject everyone without exception or even much consideration is a total departure from real science. It's a cult of coercion. Coercion is conspicuously absent from the Constitution. In fact, our supreme law exists precisely to prevent such force and tyranny from oppressing the people. America's Frontline Doctors is dedicated to defending civil liberties and fundamental human rights. You can participate in expanding the uncensored truth by visiting AFLDS.org tour and joining the movement to advocate for truth, transparency, and liberty. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues, coming soon on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the Frontline Flash Weekend Edition. As we review the events shaping our world and consider how each one of us can help to make a difference. Now, with doctors becoming the focus of the entire world in 2020, a growing number of them are under attack by their own government. Since the start of the panic and lockdowns, certain physicians have been targeted and threatened by state medical boards and other bureaucrats. Why, you ask? Well, for treating their patients, which is what doctors are supposed to do, or so we thought. Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the world's most renowned scientific experts, wrote about this recently to expose what has become the hunting of America's frontline heroes. Now, these are physicians who are actively saving lives using FDA-approved medicines with decades of proven safety. But they're being rewarded for those actions with aggressive attempts to remove their medical licenses. Now, that's not only an attack on their livelihoods, but also on the additional lives they could and would save. Dr. McCullough describes a dangerous effort to silence many frontline physicians whose experience is critical to improving the effort to treat disease. 
Without open and honest channels to share real-time data and reports from the field, the progress of medicine and the advancement of public health is severely restricted. Cures can be overlooked, and potentially dangerous situations can be extended and worsened. What's interesting and very concerning about these attempts to hunt down frontline doctors is there's no evidence or even claim that they are harming patients by their actions. The only justification for this alarming assault on physicians is their refusal to withhold life-saving meds from patients in need of them. Dr. Simone Gold, now the president of AFLDS, was quietly treating patients for over 20 years as an emergency physician, including the treatment of COVID-19 in 2020. And she found her patients recovering quickly and easily with the use of hydroxychloroquine, which she knew to be a promising treatment from her continual research of scientific study and medical journals. When the medical director at her hospital gave her a bewildering and unprecedented order to withhold that medicine from her patients, she knew they would suffer and possibly die as a result. So she continued to treat them successfully. And she was then subsequently fired by the hospital. Dr. Scott Jensen, a recipient of the Minnesota Family Physician of the Year Award and a state senator, also stayed firm in what he knew to be true when he questioned the suspect and potentially corrupt changes made to death certificate reporting for COVID casualties. In response, the Minnesota Medical Board has continually smeared his reputation and harassed him with threats to remove his license to practice, but with no legitimate allegations and certainly no evidence of any wrongdoing by Dr. Denson. Government agencies now seem to participate in cancel culture to cover up their own misdeeds. For the first time in modern medicine, doctors are being told not to follow their scientific training and clinical experience, but rather conform only to a corporate policy that completely ignores real science, essentially pressuring doctors to turn patients away untreated until they're on death's door, or more recently to push everyone into lining up for an endless cycle of experimental injections with a growing database of harmful side effects. You hear them say it over and over again, follow the science. But science is based on data, and the doctors who follow that data instead of blindly following orders are finding themselves driven from heroes into public enemies. America's Frontline Doctors was started in response to the devastating lie that the Chinese coronavirus was untreatable. We knew early treatment works, and so we formed a team of dedicated frontline first responders to advocate for that truth, whether it was approved by corporate bureaucrats or not. If you or a loved one needs COVID treatments or you want to be prepared in advance, just visit aflds.org meds. We will continue to provide accurate information and life-saving resources to the American people. And we will continue to support ethical physicians who put their patients' well-being above politics and propaganda. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues. Coming soon on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So a few months ago, the two top FDA vaccine officials resigned. Why did they resign? Because they felt too much pressure from the Biden administration to approve boosters. This is a major thing, yet the media barely mentions it at all. So what happens right after they resign? The FDA pushes through boosters for everyone 18 and up. So do we know the long-term effect of these boosters? Nope. Are these boosters even necessary? We don't know. What we do know is these shots do not prevent infection nor transmission. So what good is this booster? 
We do know, however, that they can increase the risk of myocarditis. That's a problem. So why should we continue to move forward with this? The FDA's main job is to protect people from making bad decisions regarding their health when it comes to drugs. Yet, they are not doing the very job they're supposed to be doing because they're allowing drugs that they have admitted don't work to continue to be made and push them on every single American. This is simply not right. We need to push back. The FDA doesn't care about us. The CDC doesn't care about us. The Biden administration doesn't care about us. It's up to us to stand up and fight for our freedom, for our health, for us, for our kids, and for the next generation. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. So as of early this month, there are about 927,000 adverse events reported in the VAERS system along with a little over 21,000 deaths. To put that in perspective, that represents 52% of all adverse events and 68% of deaths in this system that's been kept for over 30 years have been reported in the last 11 months. Furthermore, 2,809 babies have died when their mothers have been injected during pregnancy. This is something the FDA and the CDC knew about way back in March, but did nothing about. We also know these numbers are significantly higher than reported because it requires self-reporting and doctors and nurses are specifically encouraged not to report. So when this study that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, its data was reanalyzed and now it is estimated that 82 to 91% spontaneous abortions happen when the mothers are injected if the fetus is 20 weeks old or less. This needs to stop. We're killing the next generation. Wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is Dr. Peterson Pierre with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Frontline Flash. Let's talk about the new drug that was approved for COVID, the new Merck drug called Molnupiravir. Okay, so ivermectin has been around for a long time. In 2015, it received a Nobel Prize. It's safe, it's effective. Now, there are currently 67 clinical trials, 31 of which are randomized clinical trials, which is the gold standard that shows that ivermectin is effective in treating COVID, 67% improvement. FDA and CDC said, nope, don't use that. Merck, the maker of ivermectin, also said, no, you should not use that. We do not have enough evidence. A year later, oh, Merck comes out with a drug for COVID, molnupiravir. What does that do? Well, we know based on their published data, it can mutate human DNA. It also can affect male fertility. 
Furthermore, here's another interesting tidbit. A five-day course of ivermectin costs on average $50. A five-day course of molnupiravir costs $712. Hmm, can we see the conflict there? Merck makes both drugs. So I want a more expensive drug that causes mutations that may affect my fertility over something that's dirt cheap that has 67 studies that show its effectiveness? You decide, people. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next Frontline Flash. Hello, fact finders and truth seekers. This is John Strand at America's Frontline Doctors, bringing you the Frontline Flash Weekend Edition. As the winter holiday season concludes, and the troubling year of tyrannies that was 2021 is finally over. Unfortunately, the widespread acceptance of fraud and federal overreach doesn't seem to be vanishing with it. In fact, the latest sudden and unexplained death to hit the headlines is Carlos Tejada, an editor from the New York Times who suffered a fatal heart attack just days before the Christmas holiday. He was 49 years old and considered to be in good health. The New York Times reported on his life, describing him as embodying the phrase, edit ferociously and with joy. Sadly, he did not seem to apply that to his research of the experimental COVID shots, as there's plenty of reporting on severe heart issues occurring as a side effect, although Tejada's employer failed to cover that part of the story. They also failed to share that Tejada, who was proudly double-vaxxed with the Instagram post to prove it, had taken the enthusiastically promoted booster only one day prior to the heart attack that tragically killed him. Now, why did the New York Times neglect to include that detail? Perhaps details are not their forte. But details are absolutely essential to legitimate science, which is what we're supposed to be following, at least according to Tony Fauci, who absolutely refuses to stop lecturing us on television. Carlos Tejada had faithfully followed Fauci's commands to jab and boost his way through the holidays, but with less than joyful results. It is now beyond well known that blood clots and heart attacks are a real risk with the experimental coronavirus injections. For example, Yale Medicine reports the association with the Johnson & Johnson shot, stating that blood clots, quote, became a concern starting in April, end quote. The New York Times doesn't appear to be concerned at all, however, deciding that Tejada's COVID shots and his heart attack are completely unrelated and irrelevant to the story. Does that sound like journalistic integrity to you? What other unrelated and unimportant details are being unreported or covered up by the mainstream media? Is a million vaccine injuries just background noise interrupting our annual rendition of It's a Wonderful Life? How many thousands of deaths reported shortly after an experimental injection does it take to warrant a deeper investigation? The US government's own established reporting system has racked up more than 20,000 in the past year. No other injection marketed as a vaccine has ever made it past a single hundred reported deaths before being abruptly halted. 20,000? We're obviously not really counting anymore. We're too busy counting cases of the common cold, which the politically correct elites have glamorized into Omicron. Somehow they've convinced the entire world to panic and behave irrationally because of a runny nose. But at the very same instant, completely ignore young healthy adults who are inexplicably dropping dead after taking a jab that hasn't done anything to stop or even slow down transmission, but seems to be stopping a lot of heartbeats. Now think about this. Dr. Simone Gold, founder of AFLDS and a veteran of emergency rooms for decades, commented on this bizarre cognitive dissonance, quote, as a physician practicing medicine for over 20 years, 
I cannot explain just how strange it is for a doctor to confront a serious adverse event directly after a drug was administered and so aggressively insist that there's zero possibility of causation. Doctors just don't immediately dismiss those types of connections." End quote. Well, that was a case of old world doctors, it seems. The new normal doctors absolutely deny any such possibility of causation because, oh, I see, hospitals sign those doctors' paychecks and they make more money based on more vaccinations being delivered. And there are zero reductions for any related injuries or side effects, so do the math. The healthcare system certainly has, and they know how to add. Their profits prove it. Corruption is no more recent of a problem than chaos, and both tend to occur in the absence of transparency and accountability, which is why our nation's starting point included the sacred protection of a free press, and why censorship and restrictions on free speech are such a truly deadly disease. Despite the mounting dangers of experimental injections, this is actually a pandemic of propaganda and the subversion of free speech and free thought. The only antidote is liberty, and that is worth living and dying for. Ladies and gentlemen, the real story of right now continues, and it's coming soon on the next Frontline Flash.